The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast presents The Side Huddle with Jay and Captain Keith. Enjoy. All right, so we're back. Tonight we have Captain Keith. And I'm Jay. All right, so the artist Prince Marky D, formerly of the Fat Boys, passed away today, um, today, February 18th. And I thought that was like really crazy because I was just actually listening to an interview that he had not too long ago on Monday. And then even before that, I just been listening to a lot of uh, Fat Boys music and things like that. And I think maybe because just the way things are right now, that music just reminded me of happy times and the beats were strong and, and the melodies and stuff and just the the lightness of the music, you know? And it's like transportative. So um, I've been really on listening to him and the Fat Boys and stuff and it just really tripped me out because I was just, just listening to an interview with him recently. And um, they were just talking about his, uh, his career as a musician and a producer and stuff like that. And then also, you know, what he was currently doing, which was a um, was a radio DJ that he's been doing for several years as well. Um, I think it's it's a, it's a trip. I thought it was just crazy because even growing up and listening to the Fat Boys and stuff, as much as I enjoyed them back then, when I heard of groups and stuff, I never thought of the group members as individuals. I just kind of thought of like if it was the Fat Boys, it'd just be the Fat Boys. If it was Whoever, you know, I never thought of them having individual names and things like that. Like you would hear it because they would call it out when they'd be doing certain songs and stuff. But for the most part, if I heard of a group, you know, like Run DMC, I knew who they were because, of, you know, their names is broken down. But it, it was almost kind of like if it wasn't like that, I just took them as, you know, the group name for the individuals. But I knew, you know, the human beatbox for sure because he would always get called out. And so it was a trip when years later, I was listening to this dude, had a, um, a, a single called Trippin' Out. It was hella smooth. It was very summertime-ish. It was very kind of hip hop, but still kind of soul music and stuff. And I thought, man, this is clean, man. This is clean. And I bought the whole album and the whole album was just, was just dope. And it was different. It was light, you know? And I was just so impressed by it. And I remember listening to a song and he made a reference and I was like, he made a reference to the fat boys and i was like wait a minute is that is that the same dude and i looked back and it was just you know was checking the credits and stuff like that and saw that it was the same guy I was like that is so crazy because the vibe was just so different and um and then he kind of talked about his time as you know being you know part of that group the fat boys and stuff like that and so it was just interesting it's very personal personal music personal album He's, he was a producer and stuff for folks. He produced, uh, I believe, Real Love for Mary J. Blige. He produced stuff for like Mariah Carey. He was very active. And he was one of those dudes that were kind of like um, Heavy D, where he's a musician, a singer, a rapper, a writer, a producer, all around cool dude, you know, big brother for, for everybody kind of thing. So he he he's, he's gonna be missed and um, when we were talking, we were saying like, hey, we need to we need to do something for him, you know, just just like a little reminisce uh, of, of him as the artist, the person, um, his contributions and just, you know, our experiences with, with hearing his music and, and having him like it's part of our 
you know, journey of life. Cause you know, music is definitely a soundtrack and he was definitely part of that for us, you know? You know, what, what is your thoughts? And I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I just learned today when I was reading the story about him, I didn't realize that he was this producer who produced for Mary J. Blige, like you said, and Mariah Carey. I, I mean, I, I just never saw it, but it, it's just, it blows my mind how there's a lot of rappers from back in the day they disappear and they wind up being producers because Kwame from Kwame in the New Beginning yeah. is a producer too. I'm like, okay. I'm like, so when do they start making music? I'm, I'm just, like, but they were always making music, but maybe they were doing production and I just didn't know because I know with the Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, like produced, I think, like their first two records. Yes, yes. Um, on Sutra Records. Uh, and I had that first album, and I don't think I have that. I think I might still have it back in Detroit. I might have to rebuy it. Um, I had to, it had like a blue cover. I think you said he made two yeah, solo made albums. Two. And I don't think I knew about the second one, but um, I'd love to go back and, and hear him again, because I, I, I don't know about Trippin' Out, but I heard it was a good track. So I just I just remember him from when I was a kid, and I had the cassettes. I had the Fat Boys cassette, and I had the... Um, you know, I had the cassette for uh, uh, Big and Beautiful and the Fat Boys are back. And I used to love that stuff. I used to make my own cassettes. Yeah. You know, I used to, you know, dub them and photocopy the cover, all kinds of stuff. And I used to buy them, all, all of that. And I, I used to listen to it. I loved it. I re and I remember them in Crush Groove. Mm -hmm. I remember them coming across the, <laughs> the buffet. Oh, the you can eat, you can eat. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they just started picking out. And I'm like, yeah. I love these guys. And I remember watching Disorderlies yeah. with Ralph Bellamy. And I love that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, they're great. I mean, and I, I never thought that rappers could be movie stars and do, you know, and, and you know, because, you, know, you know, when we were kids, well, see, for me in Detroit, like I said to you before in passing, Black music was very segregated, unfortunately, on the radio. So it was just like in Detroit, you know, if you were black, usually you listen to, to, to the urban station, the black radio station. So, but hip hop was always a music that was always crossing over casually until like, until um, basically, uh, was it is it Raising Hell for Run DMC? Is that the crossover album for them? So. Um, yeah, they had Walk This Way. Aerosmith. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So, so hip hop was always casually crossing over, just casually. Other kids knew about it, but so I would. So it was, for me, it was like you know all. It, for me, listening to the Fat Boys was like me also listening to like Stevie Wonder and the you know, Isaac Brothers in my house. Although my parents didn't necessarily know about the Fat Boys, I mean, but they kind of did when they saw Crush Groove, <laughs> you know, and the Disorderlies. Right. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I love that music, and everyone always said, "Oh, Prince Marky D, he's the one who's not really that fat." That's what they were always right. saying. He's not that fat like the rest of them. So was that code for, oh, he's the good looking one. I don't know if that was a code for that or what, but it was always funny when they would say that. Yeah. Prince Marky D, the Puerto Rican Prince, he'd always say that. But I mean, they were just great. And it's just, 
Um, I'm glad he got a chance to have a life after the Fat Boys and be a DJ and be this producer, putting out good music for people. He's the golden age, man. I mean, he's, God bless his soul. I mean, may he rest in peace. Man, Haiti died right before his birthday. Uh, my friend who told me that, about his death today, she said, um, she said that she heard there was a heart attack, but I haven't seen that confirmation yet. I do know that Buff, uh, the original Human Beatbox, he died first, mm-hmm. and he and he did have a heart attack when he died. It might have been on an um, unsung episode they had for the Fat Boys, and I remember that the remaining two members went to go see Buff's mom and just kind of went back to the old town to go see her and um, and just kind of reminisce about back in the day and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and also, when you're talking about uh, Crush Groove, it was interesting because um, well, Michael Schultz, Schultz, he directed Crush Groove, but he also directed Disorderlies as well. So that's the second time he he um, directed those guys. And it was, I always thought it's kind of interesting how, even though their name was called the Fat Boys, and that could be kind of like, you know, dismissive or kind of, you know, I don't know, it could be kind of funny, you know, and um, I always thought it was kind of neat that even though they were light and kind of, you know, kind of play the roles of the buffoon a little bit, I, I never felt, I, I like it never, I never connected that to them like that. You know what I mean? Like they were, I didn't think they were a joke. I thought their rhymes were tight. I thought they were charismatic and not just clowns. So even though that was the persona thing they were doing it, cause it was like a gimmick and they never wore it like that. You know what I mean? They were, they were serious MCs and they did their thing. And, and when you were talking about like uh, crossover and stuff, like, man, as corny as the song is, my song, and I remember it just being a hit for weeks and weeks and months and months was a wipeout that they did with the Beach Boys. And then Buff doing the beatbox at the end to that beat, man, I still, I still get giddy when I, when it comes down to that part where he does his breakdown, the beatbox into the, to that, to that song. And then eventually they did the song with Chubby Checker with the twist. They did their version of the twist. Got about that. And that was dope. Yes, it was dope. That's so powerful. Yeah. These yeah. new these rappers doing a song with Chubby Checker. Yeah. I mean, young, I mean, our, our generation rarely ever acknowledges that generation from you of, of black music. That was beautiful. Thank you. I, I see you gonna make me go out and find that record now. Because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I forgot all about that. They did a video too, I think. Yeah, they? they did. They did. Yeah. yeah. And he was I'm doing a twist. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's up there with African Mambada doing a song with James Brown called Unity. Yeah. Early, early in hip hop. It was yeah. never a hit, but that was a big deal too. But in retrospect, um, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, see, and it's funny because you talked about Wipeout. I remember that. They had a video for that too. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for that song. I like that song. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I lost interest in them. That's, and that's it, why and, I said it was corny, but I, I still yeah, yeah. dug it. But, right, yeah. right. But I'm going to have to go back now. But they, after that, they did the "Are You Ready for Freddy?" the Freddy Krueger stuff. Yeah. I didn't like that. That's when I that's when I dropped off. To, but to, to be to, honest, I know it's I know it's some kind of stuff going on behind the scenes, and and I know that um, the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince did a, a Nightmare on My Street, which yes. Is, and Absolutely. even though I like theirs better, the Fat Boys version was the one used for the movie. 
So yes. I always thought that was kind of interesting because I I like yes. I like the uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince one yeah. better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but they couldn't do the Elm Street because of the maybe for legal purposes, I guess. Right, it was something, it was something um, tied up. Reason why they couldn't use yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll say this though. Even though I didn't like the direction they they went in towards the end, mm-hmm. they totally paved the way for all that came after that with hip hop, rappers doing movies. Mm-hmm. Um, being on soundtracks, I mean, they're golden age. And I wanna make sure that anybody younger than us, even, even, even if you're the same age, if you don't know, yes, there was a golden age at rap music and you should know about it. It was beautiful, it was amazing, it was fun. Before there was any bitches and hoes, I mean, there was, was there a street aspect to hip hop? In the yeah. 80s, early 80s, yes, yeah. but it was still different. It didn't get graph. I mean, the most graphic it got was Grandmaster Flash or Grandmaster Million Miles saying people pissing on the uh, on the bus and you know they just don't care, and they would bleep him saying piss. <laughs> they would bleep that. So there was a blues aspect of hip hop with the message, but most of what you heard was fun stuff. You know, all you can eat, stick them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, um, um, you know, friends, go see the doctor. I mean, there was, it was there was this fun aspect. You know, I got it, man. What you man got to do with me? I'll go back I, a little bit later. If I huh? rule the world. Yes, if I, oh, you and Nas sampled that. Nas took from that. He did a good job, but yeah, that's a great, man. And that was in Crush Group too. Yeah. If I rule the world. Yeah, the top hat, the bow tie. Yeah, I used to love that. Those with the white gloves. Yes. yes, and I'm like, that's Curtis Blow. He's like the, one of the original rappers. Wait a minute, he's also producing the Fat Boys? And you can tell it, and can you feel it? That's yeah. true. The girl singing in the background. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's straight Curtis Blow. You're right. And it, this stuff was beautiful because it was just fun. It just made you feel good, made you smile, made you want to dance. I mean, for me, I used to try to break dance in my room. You know, never got too far. <laughs> but, but you know, it's just, yeah, man. It's this, you know, this is. Wow. I mean, when Prince died, that was a part of my childhood that I feel like kind of died, and I feel the same way about Prince Marky D now. It's another part of my childhood. I feel like it's just kind of gone. It's just. It's a soundtrack to my youth. <laughs> yeah, and I know we're, we're talking about, since we're talking about the Fat Boys, even though, you know, even though the, the group included Prince Marky D, you also had uh, Buff Love and you also had um, Kurokski. Um, but but it, it was a trip. Like I said, they inspired a whole bunch of groups. But like I said, it, it was funny because you never know um, the way things were. It's almost like the Wild Wild West back, back then when it came to hip hop and stuff. So it was just a little bit of everything. And like I said, even though they can be kind of buffoonish in a way with their delivery, as far as like their presentation, and they kind of leaned into the fat boy thing and whatever, and they wear these, you know, small shirts sometimes or whatever. It was so much variance in styles and 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 themes of of the artists and groups that it wasn't a problem. You could have a clown if you could have a king too. You know what I mean? You can have a bad guy when you have, you know, three good guys to offset it. And so it was so 
kind of like it was so much of everything that nothing seemed like it was too much and the reason why we can't stand stuff like that now is because we don't have anything to offset it so it's nothing wrong with you know you know harder kind of hip-hop and stuff like that there's a place for that too um it's, it's a place for silliness but when it's just all of that it's, it's a lot and it's heavy but back then that says a lot that says a lot that they could do that back then and not be taken as crazy as it would be if you didn't have other things to offset it but it was so much variance in styles and gimmicks and all that other kind of stuff that it could be there and you could you know take it or leave it but it wasn't the only thing there it wasn't like five groups doing that you know what i mean um and like i said even though it was silly and different at times i never looked down on them because when it came down to that music that music was on point I agree with you. I mean, and for me, I mean, I knew they were fun and, and silly. I mean, for me, I, I didn't even really feel like there was any buffoonery with it. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But when I heard the first Fat Boy song I heard was Jailhouse Rap. And I was I was hooked. I'm like, Homeboy did some bad things and he in jail. Mm -mm, I ain't trying to do that. So I felt like they were very smart men for, for talking about that. You know, you don't want to go to jail on some stupid shit. Yeah. you know or stupid stuff whatever but i mean that, that's a classic song to me and then later on i think on their second or third album the big and beautiful the fat boys are big and beautiful to me that's about self-love yeah. i mean like i told my friend on the phone earlier today um before i got home because you know my friend tammy told me about this so i said to her yeah i forgot they were you they originally called the disco three mm -hmm. she said i guess when they used to do touring a lot of times they couldn't get any regular food. So after the tour, they go out and get some fast food and start eating that. And they start gaining weight. And then they became the fat boys. I mean, so I don't know how how official that true story is or how they got their name or how they got rebranded. Yeah. Um, he was saying, um, uh, Prince Mark D was saying something like, you know, like they is almost like a standing name, the, the Disco 3. That's what they were going by at the time. And he had said that Curtis Blowhead did a song for them called the Fat Boys. And then when, when they were going on tour and stuff, people were like, so where, where are those fat boys? Like calling calling them the fat boys, but it was a, it was a song. Uh -huh. And it was like, well, it's kind of catchy. That's what they call this as, you know? That's like somebody saying, hey, 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 art dude, or hey, yeah. you know, hey, tall dude, or whatever. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It just kind of stuck. But it was because of the song that Curtis Blow did for them called Fat Boys. And people wanted to like the song and want, wanted them to do the song and just call them that, you know, when they said that's that song. Awesome. That's awesome. That's so, but but it's beautiful because to me that's counterculture, because you know especially in the '80s, you know you, you didn't have overweight black men and Puerto Rican men, men of color, you know making records and becoming sex symbols and being able to do mo movies and soundtracks, yeah. you know you know and talking about eating, you know as a part of their thing, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So when they did Big and Beautiful, like I said to me, that was like self-love. Yeah, we're big, but we're beautiful. Way before Biggie, you know what right. I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, but these people paved the way for all that. You know, they yeah. it's just, yeah, the golden age, I mean. Right. But, oh man, I but just. Yeah, so when I was talking about the buffoonery part, I was mainly talking about, well, in the early music for sure not, but I'm talking about like, well, they got a lot of flack for, for like, even though that crush grooving, you know, segment that was tight the are you stuff but with them you know just like devouring the food and folding the pieces over and but all that stuff and then disorderly gotcha. 
disorderly running around, falling around, acting like clowns gotcha. and stuff. Yeah. So that kind like of stuff. Three Stooges, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But but the thing about it is, and like I said, even with that, I didn't feel like I, maybe because of my age when I was seeing it, I didn't take it as nothing. And then, like I said, also it was just so much other stuff out there offsetting it that it wasn't like every time you saw that, that's what you thought of of people that right. look like that. No, they were funny. I enjoyed them, and it just. They always had a good song. They always had a hot. They always had a hit. They were just, they were just cool. I mean, I, I just enjoyed watching them and listening. It was just fun. Yeah, but like I said, for me, well, by the time they got to wipe out and Are You Ready for Freddy, I was done. I think I liked the Twist record, but now I need to go back and listen. And maybe I was expecting it to be like the older stuff. And there's nothing wrong with people trying to expand, you know, to, to venture out. And just the, just the, the, the thought that the fan boys did a record with the Beach Boys now, in retrospect kind of just blows my mind. <laughs> That's how big they were. You know? Yeah, That's yeah, and the Beach Boys were open to it. Yeah, I, I, it's good to know that, you know, that he was still a successful person after, you know, the Fat Boys disbanded and broke up and, you know, Buffy died um, by producing people and making hits and, and then getting on radio. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of these rappers now, they'll, they'll get on radio. I'm, not, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about that. But I mean, I get it. I mean, it's another way to be current and be out there. Um, I just wish that the whole world could really get into and, and know about who he was and know about um, the um, the golden age of hip hop, you know, his catalog and what he did because it was important and it paved the way for all this stuff for better and for worse. It's just, people take so much for granted. I was telling my friend earlier today that like, you know, there were a lot of independent record labels putting out rap in the 80s. I never heard of Sutra Records until I bought a Fat Boys record. S-U-T-R-A Records, Select Records, I know about them from UTFO and Full Force. Profile Records, I know about them from Run DMC. Although there was some metal group called the Cro-Mags on that label as well. But I mean, it's just, I mean, all these precursors that, that you know, everything's kind of connected to later on down the line with music in America and music without, you know, music in the world. To think that there are labels that got created just to put out these artists. I mean, and that's cool because that's how it kind of used to be anyway back in the day. That's how Rockefeller came out. Jay-Z was the only person on Rockefeller. Well, for a while. Yeah. yeah. Then he signed Beanie, they signed Beanie Siegel and Memphis Fleet, but yeah, because they wouldn't give him a record deal. Yeah, so yeah. they started their own and that's just how... Yeah. Like E40 and Sick With It Records. Yep. So so I get it. Yeah. So well, thank you for telling me about uh, how they got the Fat Boys name. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know if there. Ever, I, don't, I don't know if there was ever anything recorded under the Disco Three. I'd love to hear it if there was. But yeah. Yeah. So um, so what did you think when you heard his first album? When you first heard that? Wait. Now, I, like I said, I didn't know it was him when I first heard it. So I'm assuming you did. You knew that's who it was. So, I liked it. So what did you, you think it in a while. Okay. I, I liked it, but it's been so long. I can't, I can't remember it right now, but I know I liked it. Yeah. I was happy to have it. Because yeah. if you did a solo album, I was like, yeah, I was on it. So, But I missed the second one. I didn't know about the second one. I would have bought it. Yeah. But yeah, like it's like a blue cover. He was standing kind of looking down. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, and he got yeah. like the hat and the stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 
but yeah but it was just funny to like i said to see the contrast of how he was with the fat boys and and like i said not knowing it so i wasn't contrasting it but after realizing it was him it kind of tripped me out because like i said he was just very smooth and you know his flow was cool just like his flow is always cool but it was just very soulful album and i thought man this is you know he got some good production on it you know it was like yeah Prince Marky D and the Soul Connection, I think. I think he had like a producing partner. And they were called yeah. the Soul Connection. But it had like, you know, good singing and harmonizing and stuff. And just the beats were on point and stuff. And um, I remember, what song was that? Um, I know that song, you know, Typical Reasons, that uh, Swing My Way song was very popular. And um, Trippin' Out was popular on that too. Um, but he had this song on there. It was towards the end, and it was called "Back to Brooklyn," and that song hit hard. Really, it, it hit hard. And it's so crazy because it's like, okay, so he he's getting, you know, he's getting like street on this on this song, and it just it, it was tripping me out. But it was dope. It was dope. And you you know he's not making it up. He's just talking about you know. But it's just funny how it's kind of like don't let this don't let this you know smooth groove soulful album fool you you know i'm th- you know so like so the song's called back to brooklyn and that song was just dope and the beat was dope and it was just it was just a hidden song that's one of my favorite songs i know it was never a single or anything but that that <laughs> back to brooklyn that was no joke it, it was hard it was hard but um but yeah man it, it, he, he was he was he was dope and then he had um and this, the album came out after it was called um, Love Daddy. And to me, I didn't like it as much as the first one. I will say this one was more of a soul album. You know, he was still rapping and stuff on it. It was more softer. It was more love and relationship kind of stuff, um, which is very strong. And I don't know if he was a DJ at the time, but it had that kind of aspect in it because um, the radio uh, personality, uh, Miss Jones, she was kind of like sprinkled throughout the whole thing. So it's almost like he's going through a thing with, um, you know, with, you know, um, getting interviewed and all this other kind of stuff. So it kind of played into it. So I, I wonder if he was looking to start working at a radio station or maybe that inspired him to, you know, think like, hey, maybe I'll make this a thing. But um, but it has some it has some good songs on there. It has a song called um, "Garden of Love" and he had he had different ones. But like I said, it was more it was more of a laid back album. Uh, it had a song called "Call My Name," "Every Man," "Back Is the Incredible." So he had some cool songs. But like I said, and also hip hop went through this weird thing where it wasn't cool to be laid back anymore. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just a shame how. The people don't be less talented. It's just the way that that you know. And I don't know if we just naturally do that on our own, or it's just really the way that the industry is set up to make you turn on a dime. You know, as far as taste, you know, the, the things that are quote unquote tastemakers. Because um, I think if people were kind of left alone, things would last longer. They would be appreciated more. And you could have a variety instead of just saying everything got to be blue today or everything got to be green tomorrow or everything got to be red on Friday. It's a shame. Because like I said, Kwame, I feel got lost because of that, too. I don't think his music got worse. I don't think I don't think, you know, Big Daddy Kane ever fell off. I don't think KRS-One ever fell off. I don't think Rock Kemp ever fell off. I don't think Eric B and Rock Kemp ever fell off, you know? 
don't make this it's crazy to me it's crazy to me i and agree if you, if you go look them up they still out there and they still doing dope music so yeah, so right. if it's somebody that you heard back in the day you wonder if they still around like grand poobah he still got dope albums go do yourself a favor if it's some old school hip-hop person that you ain't heard in a while you're just wondering like huh, they still around more likely they probably still doing their thing they probably still got some dope albums out there that are strong daddy yo he got strong albums he's still doing it he's still around he yes from Seth, from sonic dally walk yeah Seth sonic all right all right, all right. Okay. daddy yo and he's still yeah. tight he's still okay. tight so nah, I, I don't have none of his stuff so good looking out yeah so so okay right so Mm -hmm. they they out there they're out there and some of them are still doing it and they don't get the attention that they matter of fact man dude what we might have to end up doing is is, and we kind of talked about it before but we might just have to be just like you know pick an old school person and just be like this is what they're doing now if you didn't know they got an album out that's that's dope right now check them out if you love them then you'll love them now okay that kind of thing and KRS-1 right. would be on there for sure. He'll be one of the first ones. Come on now. That's, that's a goat <laughs> right there. That's a goat. Yes, that's he is. That's a goat. So, yes, he is. Yeah, so if you it. just KRS-1, we can't take you seriously. Right. <laughs> we can't even, talk, can't even talk to you. Right. You know, I mean, he's not the only one, but he's always on that list. Yeah. Always. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. why, why, is, why is Intelligent? He's still around. He's dope. Is he from Poor Righteous Teachers? Where's he from? Yeah. Funk okay. that funky joint. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so right. They're out there. So I think that would be okay. an interesting journey to go on with someone Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm definitely down with that. And I agree with you. I think the problem is, is I don't know if it's just ageism where they're just like, oh, that's the old stuff. You know, nobody wants to hit that anymore. I don't know if it's that or if it's or a course correction. It's let me say this: the one thing that I envy about the rock rock and roll and the, that genre on the radio is that you know you could have Sheryl Crow, Sting, Black Sabbath, Nirvana, and The Cure, and Oasis maybe even all on the same station and that will all be considered rock and roll even though it all sounds different but for whatever reason we don't want to do that with hip-hop when we should or we never want to really mix the old hip-hop with the new hip-hop it's always all or nothing one or the other and there's no reason why young people today should know about jailhouse rap and the fat boys you know right next to Wu-Tang Clan you know, right next to Mob Deep. It should all be played together so you get that balance, that, that real gumbo, that that, that, that soup well, that you need. Well, they, they don't want it to be strong. And you know how you cut off and stop something from being strong? You take away their past. Make them feel like they're out there by themselves and see what you get. Well, Jason, I wish we had a special effect for dropping the mic because you just did that right now. <laughs> we might have to get that. Yeah, you just no, you just dropped the mic. Yeah, okay. No, you're right. I never. What you said was really deep, bro. It is, and it applies on so many different levels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got me with that. You just snuck that way. Okay, thank you. No, you're right. That makes sense because you know, mm. take where they passed. How are you gonna have a future? If you don't know your past, how you gonna have a future? 
It's gonna be a and short it, trip. Short yeah, trip. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and, and, and let me let me say this now to all listening. When people tell you that music doesn't influence you, your personality and who you are, that's a lie. Straight up. <laughs> that's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have to be very careful what you feed your subconscious. So, um, you know, I love Public Enemy. I love Boogie Down Productions. I love The Coup. Um, I love Paris. I, you know, I, I, but I can't listen to that all day. Right. You know, I, I, I can't because I'm just, I'm just not gonna be in a good, fun mood. <laughs> but it serves its purpose. Yes. You know, when I feel like thinking about things, or, or when I'm feeling, when I feel like, you know, getting sharper. Or if I feel like I'm losing a little bit of my edge or getting a little too comfortable, I'll put that on and it smacks me right back in shape, right back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm back. I'm here. I'm looking. I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> Man, it's, just now, like, it's just like hmm? driving a car when you got to make a turn, you're going the wrong way. I got to make it right. You don't keep holding on to that right for too long. You go in circles. But you hold on for a couple seconds, you make that turn, get you in the right direction, let go of the wheel, straighten back up and going about your life. Yes, sir. Yeah. But when I want to hear some stuff that's kind of maybe even loving, maybe think, you know, just Afrocentric, um, not saying that that stuff is not Afrocentric because that stuff is Afrocentric too, but loving, uh, fun, uh, uh, fun, comedic, um, but just filled with just gratitude and love and maybe irony. I could put on some some Daylight, some Tribe, some Jungle Brothers, some Queen Latifah, you know. So I mean, and there's I mean, people have moods, and people people don't maybe maybe they're not even aware that there's a mood, there's a music to their moods. Every day, there's a mood, there's a music to whatever mood you're in, and you're doing it subconsciously. <laughs> no, what no. do you think, Jay? Huh? No, it's yeah. true. Music yeah. is truly a soundtrack, and you know, a soundtrack yeah. sets tones and, and thoughts and, and feelings and vibes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we take stuff like that lightly, and that, that's the dangerous thing. Um, it helps to understand the power of things. That way, when you're dealing with it, you could you know adjust yourself accordingly. Because we will talk ourselves into lives that's not ours yes, with, a, with a with a good beat. So we gotta right. be gotta be careful. Yeah, you're right. So th the beauty of Prince Marky D's legacy with the Fat Boys and as a solo artist and as a producer is that he made music that made you feel good, that made you laugh. Right. You know, music could be medicinal. Music could be healing, and 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 we never talk about that. You know, no matter what genre it is, there's there can be artists that just make you feel that way, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So you know. For someone getting arrested for eating a pizza pie, that makes me laugh, but I love that song. But when I think about some people doing some bad things, I also think in jail without the bail. <laughs> you know, so there's more than one meaning when I listen to that song. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, music can be, I mean, it can really make you feel good, make you laugh. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you, 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 you just do. And Whenever I listen to the Fat Boys, I always just smiled. I had a good time. Exactly. You know, I just, I just did. I just loved it, and it was something new. Even when I saw the video for 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 Stickem, mm -hmm. it was just 
I have never seen nothing like that before in my life. That music video, I'm, you know, I'm like, what's he doing with his mouth? This is cool. This is a good, okay. They were like, maybe like in a city, like they're kind of like staying like they were like Godzilla or something, you know, just, I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of like it had a less is more feel to what I can remember of the video. Yeah. But I remember I never saw it before. And, but, and I was just like mesmerized looking at it. And then by the time Crush Group came out, I was, it's, right. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, between the fat, the fat boys made that movie. I mean, of course it was supposed to be about, I guess, Run DMC or, or, or Russell Simmons, right. but but the Fat Boys, what I what I remember the most from that movie, yeah. the Fat Boys and All You Can Eat, yep. and, LL, and LL Cool J barging into the, the office. radio. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what I remember from that film, and yeah. those two, they they stood out for me. Yeah. And if I wasn't a fan of those two before, I was by then. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was already, I mean, I was already a fan of Fat. So the Fat Boys were before LL. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I was already a fan of them. And then I get LL. I'm just like, okay, this is this. I love this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, I'm sorry if that he's he's gone. Like I said, I like I said, I, I listen to his music on a normal basis anyway. So, I'm, it's not like um, it's it's fine for for those who who haven't and will be, you know, checking him out now that you know about him or whatnot. It's not wrong with that either. But he's always been like a constant in my rotation, just like Heavy D, just certain things that music means that much to me to where the ones in the songs that remind me of things and give me good feelings, I always go back to. They're like, you know, good movies and good friends. So I always kind of keep them in my rotation. I just got, I got to hear that song. I got to do this, I got to do that. Um, and and, we, and this, this goes back to a topic we talked about before about having hard copies of things because I was just out of convenience. So I had to go dig out my CD or go dust it off or put it into the machine or whatnot. I was thinking like, well, let me just listen to it on, you know, I think it was, what was I trying to listen to? On oh, Amazon Music. And then we had like like two singles by Prince Mark E.D. Two singles. You know, that's why. Yeah, if, it, if you can't touch it, it could disappear. Because Amen, if, somebody, if somebody don't, if somebody don't, you know, think it's important, it disappear. It can be important to you, but if not important to somebody else, and they don't transfer it over to the new medium or transfer transfer it over digitally, like it's a shame. I can I can find almost anything I want, and I can't go into Amazon Music and listen to a Prince Marky D album. He only had two. How much space is that taking up? So, you know, so if y'all go in there, you ain't gonna find it there maybe on apple music i'm not for sure but usually amazon's pretty good and if it's not there i you know you might be hard pressed but then do you, you have know, amazon i'm not saying go ahead sorry no no go ahead do you have um amazon music unlimited yes and it wasn't there just the two songs yeah and you're paying for that oh, yeah. that's not good. but that's but, not good but it's a lot of stuff that i want to be there for that yeah <laughs> but but you know a lot of old songs that i like like i said are not on there so it just depends on everything has a line of what they let in or whatnot and it might not be just you know deliberate but that's just how it goes but um but for sure you know listen to it on youtube they have youtube is pretty good for that kind of stuff too yes so yes maybe find i'm gonna it see, there i'm gonna see tonight before i go to bed i'm gonna go back to amazon and see if they got his cds up there still cheap if they do i'm gonna buy them tonight before they go up in price 
<laughs> if I can find them, if they're even in print, they might all be out of print. They might be ninety to hundred dollars. They might even be available. We'll find out. I'll, I'll, I'll look though. So I'd love to hear that album again. It's been so long. I can't remember it, but I want to hear it, and I want to get the second one that you talked about because that that sounds. I, I, I might have liked that. That's a nice little change up. But um, I did years ago. I bought the Fat Boys Deluxe Special Edition of uh, the first out the, the the subtitle album with jailhouse rap on it and, and stick them mm-hmm. it's in a it's in a it's in a it's in a, it's in a pizza box mm. <laughs> the cd mm. i i had that home i bought that so i was like oh let me get this mm. so it was cool i i bought that a few years ago so it remastered everything they put it in a little pizza <laughs> pizza box no that's real cool yeah. yeah man so i do have that but i don't know i don't i don't know if um uh, the fat boys are back. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that one or Big and Beautiful are even in print anymore. So I'd love to get them on CD if possible. Yeah. So I think I have them digitally, but I had to do some maneuvering for that. But no, you're right though. I mean, I feel the same way. If, if I can't put it in my hand, did it ever exist? You know, we, yeah, man, you know, streaming, Music streaming is a whole different beast. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. But but when it, when it comes to our artists, for those who have it out there that you know have ways of sharing or putting stuff out there, just like I said, whatever you have, hold on to it. And if it meant something to you, if you can, keep it or, or share it with others that that might um that might need it. You just never know. Sometimes you know a song could save a life. You know. Yes, sir. You have any um last words you want to um. Yes, thank you. Um, Good people of the planet Earth and a known universe. It's Captain Keith. Um, Check out Prince Marky D. Check out his solo stuff if you can. And definitely check out the group that he came from, the Fat Boys. Um, You can find them on YouTube. You might be able to find them on Apple Music. Oh, but also look up Crush Groove, the movie, and watch them in that. And look up Disorderly's their movie, their comedy, where they're kind of making them like like a like a black Three Stooges was kind of the goal. but it was a fun film with Ralph Bellamy I think from um, uh, uh, Trading Places. Um, but but yeah, watch yeah watch those movies if you can if you got some downtime. Definitely watch Crush Group. Crush Group is a great music film. Um, it's a great film on hip hop. Sheila E's in it. Uh, Young Blair Underwood's in it. Um, Run DMC's in it. You get to the world gets introduced to LL Cool J, and the Fat Boys are in it. It's a great, fun movie. And so check out Crush Group and check out Disorderlies, and and dig into the Fat Boys. Look for them on Spotify, whatever streaming network that you use or platform. Look for the Fat Boys. You'll have a good time. They are from the golden age. Remember, we said that golden age of hip hop can never be ignored, must be respected, must be loved. Without the golden age of hip-hop, there is no hip-hop. Hip-hop wouldn't have survived. So go back to that foundation. You might you might not like it, or you might even like it more, but you need to see that tree, those roots, and where it all came from, and see, you need to be able to know the difference and decide for yourself. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so... Um... Rest in power, Mark Anthony Morales, aka Prince Marky D, born February 19th, 1968. 
passed today, February 18th, 2021. <sighs> yeah, he, he definitely was one of the ones who added. Yes, he you know? did. He added. Yes, he did. Not everybody could say that. All right. Well, till next time. Peace. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with others who you think would enjoy us as well. Till next time. Peace.